0: Good morning, today's Dapha Nazir Mem Gimel, we're on Mem Beizam and the Gemara is having discussion regarding Tumah, Nazir and Tumah. Uh, uh, this is coming off of a Mishnah talking about multiple violations, multiple violations broken up by multiple Hasrahs. and for each one of the, you know, each one of the three serm of a nazir, so he's going to be subject to separate Malkios. So for example, simple examples, let's say you drink wine, is drinking wine, obviously prohibited from the Torah in doing so. And every cup of wine that he drinks, every Revis that he drinks, he receives a, a warning. And each Hasra now is going to be machalic, It's going to divide each one of the actions. He's going to get malchus for each cup of wine that he drinks. Another simple example, he cuts a hair. Cutting a hair is an Isra isr for the Nazir. And there are and, and they're the two aid him, watching him do so, warning him every time. Don't cut that hair, he cuts it. Hey, don't cut a hair, he cuts it. So he's going to receive malchus for each hair that he cuts. Additionally, the Mishnah says, what about Toma? Same story regarding Toma. He goes and he's metame, lemeis, and then he receives a warning. Don't do that. And he's metame, lames, and for each time that he's metame, he has a warning. He's going to receive malchus for each time that he does so. That's the Mishnah on the bottom of Menbez Amad Aleph. And so far, so good. That was easy. Meaning that the Asra is going to be Mechalik. R- 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 warranting a malchus for every action that he does. And by the way, the Mishnah also points out that if he doesn't receive uh, Asra, in-between action. So then it's considered as one continuous action. You're only going to be subject to one set of makkas. Okay, good. That's what we learned in the Mishnah. The case of the wine and the case of the hair is easy. The case of the Tumah, not so easy. And that's what we discussed yesterday, and we're going to continue discussing today. So all of today's Taf is going to, is, is going to revolve around Tummas mace. The first half of today's Taf, mem Giml Ahmed Aleph, is, is going to continue yesterday's discussion regarding uh, compounding Thomas, uh, Thomas Mace. Okay. That's, uh, that's the first part of today's daf, which admittedly is a little bit complicated. And then, uh, second half of today's daf, we're going to enter into other areas of halacha as it relates to Thomas Mace, specifically by Kohanim. Uh, so even though it's one daf today, it's, and, and it's two different topics, but both of them revolve around Thomas Mase, Uh, let's go back. Let's back up to yesterday's daf. Okay. In yesterday's daf, we had a machlokis amarai in between. Rabba and Rav Yosef. The truth of the matter is, is that they were both quoting Rav Huna, and both of them presented a different understanding of what Rav Huna said. Uh, according to uh, Rav Huna, sorry, according to Rabba, citing Rav Huna, tumma v'tumma lo. if a Kohen were to, sorry, not a Kohen, if a Nazi were to enter a house where there was a mace, and uh, upon entrance into the house, so, uh, he's going to be subject to two sets of machios, one set of machios for entering the house, a second set of machios for becoming Tameh. Now, even though those are, co- those are occurring concurrently, those are, th- those tummas are simultaneous. So, according to, according to Rabbah, you're going to be receiving two sets of machios. The Gemara later on is going to ask the question, how, how can that be? Okay, but anyway, but that's, that's Allah according to Rabbah. But according to Rabbah, let's say it's Tumma v'tumah, Let's say that while a Nazir is Tameh, he goes and makes contact with other tuma. So according to Rabbah, tumah That that if if what you're doing is you're mitameh while you are currently already tameh mace, so then you're not going to be receiving a, a an extra set of makos. So according to Rabba, tumah And Rav Yosef says no. That's not what Rav Huna said. Rav Huna said no such thing. Rather, according to Rav Huna. Afilu Tumah V'tumah. Even if you are currently tame, and then you're touching another mace, you're going to be subject to another set of makas. So, we have a machlokis amarain between Robin and Rav Yosef we saw in yesterday's Dav regarding the case of Tumah V'tumah. Meanwhile, the Gemara pointed out that what did we see yesterday? There was also a notable stir between the Mishnah and the Brayse, Meaning, our Mishnah from yesterday's Dav says that if you're tame and then you repeat Tumah, So you're gonna, and and there was a hasra given for that second tumma, You're gonna be subject to a second set of malchus. So that is seemingly compound tumah. And on that second tumma, you're gonna be eligible for a second set of malchus. And meanwhile, the gemara quoted a brisa yesterday, and the brisa says, what happened? You're holding human remains, and while you're holding human remains, you touch another mace. So you're not gonna be subject to a second set of malchus. So the truth of the matter is, is that as much as we had a machlokas amarayim. It seems to be a steer between a mission abraso. So uh this and, and, and this question was was posed um it was posed by Rav Yosef. So the um so Abai answered as follows. In other words, again, this is all just a refresher of what we saw yesterday. Um it depends in terms of whether or not you are currently connected to the original Tamasa Mace or you are disconnected, meaning. If you are currently connected to the Tamasa Mace, meaning the Brisa, where you're holding the actual Tamasa Mace, and then while holding it, you go ahead and you touch, uh, another Tamasa Mace. So there, that second Nigia does not add any Tuma to you whatsoever, and you're not going to be receiving Makus. Uh, you're not going to be receiving Makus for that second contact. On the other hand, if let's say you are disconnected from the original Tamasa Mace, and then you touch another Tamasa Mace, so then you are going to be receiving Malchus for that second Nagia. Okay. Now, yesterday, I presented this like I just, like I just did right now. Um, I didn't fully understand it. Now, today, with a little more time with the Gemara, I understand it just even a little bit better. And if I, and if I can try to explain. Uh, right. Uh, yesterday, I was bothered by the fact that if once you let go of the first Toma, you're still Tamil Mace. So why then should there be a difference whether you are still connected? Physically connected or disconnected from the original Tumma, and why does that make a distinction? But now, upon further upon further contemplation, and just going over the Gemara a little bit better, going over Tosism a little bit better, I understand a little bit better. You see, while you are touching the first mace, so yes, you're Tamil Mace, and even after you let it go, you're still Tamil Mace. But in terms of your capacity to now pass that Tumma on to somebody else, you are. You, you are at, at, the, you are at the limits of Tama, meaning you are in the most extreme position of Tama. Not only are you a Tami mace, because you came into contact with Tama, but if somebody touches you currently right now, while you're holding the mace, he's going to be an Avatama, meaning that now, like, like I described yesterday, but now I understand even better. This conduction of electricity, where right now, right now, you're holding the mace and somebody touches you, he's an avhatama. He's not a Rishon. Meaning, normally, how does transmission go? You touch the mate, you're an Avatama. Then somebody touches you, he's a Rishon. Right? That's normally what happens. However, if you're still holding on to that mace, so you're basically now holding on to the source of Tama, while holding on to it, you're in full conduction of that Tama, so that now when somebody else comes and touches you, he's an Avatama. It's as if he touched the mace himself. Ah. So now, while you're holding the Tama, And now you touch another tumah, so now you can totally understand right now at this point in time, there is no extra tumah that you can take upon yourself because currently right now, you are at the highest level of tumah, meaning not only your tummy mace, but your capacity to transmit the tumah also is at the highest level where somebody touches you. He's an an ava tumah. So now in this current state, when you're touching another mace, so now this is there is no qualitatively additional tumah that's going to be put on yourself. However, if let's say you put down the mace and now, even though you yourself now are currently tame mace, if somebody were to touch you right now, he'd be a re Ah, that's why now as a Nazir, again, Nazir, Cohen, it doesn't matter for the purpose of the discussion. Now, if you are a Nazir and you touch another mace, now you're going to receive Malkus. And, and it begs the question, why? You're already tummy mace. Why would you, why if touching another mace, you're going to receive malchus? Because it increased your Thomas mace. Again, how, what does that mean, it increased your Thomas mace? Because now in your current state of contact, now you have the capacity to transmit the tumus to somebody else, where when somebody else touches you now, he's an avatama. Okay, good. Hopefully I was able to com- communicate and convey that idea. It's, it's difficult. I admit it's challenging, but, but, uh, if you just go back, rewind, listen again, and, 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 and hear this out, so you understand how it is that we now have made shalom between the Misha and the b'risa, and now it all works out. Now, yesterday, at this part, I'm not going to read again. Yesterday, as we went over this, we, we then quoted another Brysa as it relates to Tumachiburim by, um, by, by Truma, by Truma and Kadashim, not by other areas, and, and, uh, and, uh, the Gemara noted that it seems to be, that uh, this tumah chiburim is not a dindaraisa; it's a dindarabanan. How can we go ahead and differentiate between different categories, Truman and kachim, versus other uh, other areas of Tama? And the Gemara says, "No, that's not that's not classic tumah chiburim. That's where somebody's touching a mace, somebody's touching the person touching the mace, and then you have a third person who's touching the person who's touching." The person who's touching the mace. That's that anyway, as you can imagine, I don't want to go over that again. Anyway, but that was just a side point of the Gemara. Aval Okay, so now we're gonna pick it up where we left off yesterday on Membai Samud Base. We are about eight, nine lines down from the bottom of the Amud and No, no, I'm sorry. No, we're three lines. Yeah. We're three lines from the bottom of the ummah. Sorry. Yeah. So, Ava Toma Okay. So, um, when we say, um, when we say that, uh, according to the Shita of Rabbah, you're not going to receive a second set of Malkus when it's Toma So the Gemara says, the Hamitam of the So according to Rabbah, why is it that you're not going to be receiving Malkus for a second, for, for, for compounded Toma? Because you're already Tome. And, and Rabbah's understanding is that if you're already Tamil mace, so you're not going to receive makas for com, for compounding your tumal. Good. That's the shita of Rabbah. So the Gemara says, a abiyanami hamitame vikai. So the Gemara says, Okay, so can I, can we go back to yesterday's off? Meaning, Rabbah in one breath says that for compound tumma you're not going to receive another set of makas. But in the same breath, Rabbah said, it was at the beginning of the sugya yesterday, Rabbah says that if you walk into a house where there's mace in the house, so you're going to receive two sets of malkos. One for walking in and two for becoming tummy. What? <laughs> how, do you, how do you make sense of that? That's compound tumma. So I'm Rav Yochanan, kam beba'ez So Rav Yochanan says you have to understand uh, the, the, the distinction to be made is like this. If you're walking into a house, you're going to receive two sets of malkos. Why? Because one's for walking in the house and the other one's becoming tummy. Now, I know that it's happening simultaneously. I'm going to explain that better in just a moment. However, if you're out in the field meaning you're not walking into the house and you have multiple exposures to tummah, so you're not going to receive a multiple malkas because that multiple exposures doesn't add anything to you meaning what happened you become tamay and you become tamay well with the first time you're tam you're, you're vikai in other words you're now in a state of tama so adding another tuma is not going to do anything to you okay so so the, that's the, uh, the the that's the sada however babaius when you walk into a house, you're going to receive two sets of malchus. Okay, now, we kind of said this over yesterday, but now let's let, let's go over this again. Why, wh- according to Rabbah, why are you receiving two sets of malchus when you walk into a house? If you're a nazir walking into a house, again, a house that has in inside of it. So, uh, the, uh, we, as we explained yesterday, it's because there are actually two psukim that that prohibit a nazir. Both in Perik obviously, in other words, the entire nazir is in Perik one is Pasuk Zion, the other is Pasuk Vav. Okay? In Pasuk Zion, the reason why I'm going backwards is because that's the way the Gemara presented it yesterday. In Pasuk Zion, the Torah says, again, I'm just calling the Pasuk, A Nazir is not allowed to be metame from family members, and it goes without saying other, other, other human remains as well. Okay. That's one Pasuk. So that's Lo Yitama. There's another Pasuk. Back up a Pasuk where it says on Nefesh Maseh lo Yavol, that the Nazir is not allowed to enter into, and we're going to add the word house, the Nazir is not allowed to enter into a house where there's mace over there. Okay, so there are two Psukim, and Rabbi's understanding is, is that even though it's one tummah, but those two Psukim now are describing that one tummah, When you walk into a house, you're now violating two Psukim of the Torah, otherwise known as two Isurim. Since there are two Iserim when you walk into a house, that's why Rabba's of the position you're going to receive multiple sets of Malkus. Meaning, I know that it's a, it's a little tricky. Rabbah is fully on board with the idea that compounded toma is not going to do anything. Since it doesn't add toma to you, you're not going to receive an extra set of Malkus. That part's true. However, Rabba's of the position that when you walk into a house, you're receiving two sets of Malkus because it's reflective of two psukim. Okay, good. So, here now, the Gemara is going to get extraordinarily technical because it must be that these two psukim, these two isurim, are happening concurrently. So the Gemara says, and how is that possible? How can it possibly be that it happens concurrently? So the Gemara says, I don't understand you. Let's, let's slow the motion down of walking into a, into a house. Right? The house has got masons in it, mason in it, and you're walking in, and now what? So that when you're walking in, so we're assuming that you have like a little bit of a stride. And so therefore your hand is walking into the house first, right? We're like really like a slow motion on the walking in. Your hand went in first. So your hand goes in first. Is that Bia? Not yet. Bia is only when your entire body goes in. So your hand goes in. So now what happens when your hand goes into a house where there is mace inside? You are tummy. You're tummy mace. And now at a later point in time, you're walking in, you're violation, you're violating the isra of Bia. Well, what do you mean? How could you be violating this or of You're already tamay. Meaning, if Rabba's of the position of tumah v'tumalo, the compounded tumah does not going to give you another set of makkas. So, over here, if you're already tamay when your hand goes in, via nigia, so then there's the, the, the bia that follows up shouldn't be adding anything to you. How, how would you be set of a second set of tamehu. So, Elam Rabba si yado, so mishum tamayika, mishum so so um so what Rebelazar is trying to do now is give us a case of concurrency. Where can they occur at the same time? The Bia and the and the Nagia. So he says, look, we're ta- now gonna have you walking into the house where you're not where you're not where you're not walking in with a stride. Your hands are not in front of you. In other words, your hands are by your side. So if your hands are by your side when you walk in, so now the nigia and the bia are happening concurrently and that's how you can receive two sets of malchus. The Gemara says, The Gemara says, Okay, but look, if we were to slow the motion down even more when you're walking in, what's going to happen is, is that your nose is going to get into the interior before the rest of your body. I, I know this is a time to make a joke and it happens to be Purim. So, even even more of a reason to make a joke. okay. I just feel that this is low hanging fruit, and and I'm just, <laughs> and I'm I'm going I'm going to resist the temptation, and let's just move on. So, in other words, so now when your nose goes in, so now you have not experienced bia yet because bia is your body going in, but in other words, that hasn't happened yet. But because your nose is into the airspace, so as a result of that, now that is nogea bitoma. In other words, that's contact with Toma. Now I keep using the word nogea, and I understand it could be a little bit confusing. Because you didn't physically touch the tama, you just simply put your hand or, in this case, your nose into an airspace where there's tama's mace. Okay, but for our purposes over here, just so I can hopefully communicate the idea that we're trying to distinguish the contact with tama and the other pasuk in the Torah ter- of Lo Yavo, which is the bia. So bia by definition requires your body to go in, and meanwhile, the Lo Yitama is. As long as you touch the toma or in this case, touch the airspace of the toma. so we're, I'm, that's why I'm, I'm calling it nigia right now. So when your n- nose goes in, that's nigia. The bia is only happening afterwards. But again, you're only going to be receiving a malchus only with concurrency, and not when it's one after the other. Okay. So el amarava hichnes yado tumaika gufo. So uh, so the So Rabbi over here makes now, what is this, a third attempt to try to explain a case of concurrency. If your hand goes in, so then, no. In other words, then it's not concurrent. But let's say what you do is you walk in body first. Okay, and I, this is, I mean, I, I could try for a demonstration. A, it's not going to help anyone who's listening. And B, I'd, I'd rather not contort my body right now. But anyway, but basically what you do is you walk into the house what making sure that your nose doesn't penetrate the airspace first, that your your body, your torso is going in before any of your extremities. So now we can have the Nagia and the bia happening at the same time. So the Gemara says, uh, and, 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 and again, the Gemara says, Come on, there's going to be an extremity that's going to go in there first. The Gemara over here describes your big toe. In other words, <laughs> however, you try to figure and contort the person to go into the house, there is an extremity going in there first, and, and the Gemara says, let, "Let's uh, we we have to attack this problem slightly more fundamentally than just trying to squeeze a person into the house where the negia and the bia are occurring concurrently." So, Elamir, Papa, the Gemara says, "Okay, fine, uh, let, let's try the following." Uh, So the Gemara says, okay, so I'll tell you, I'll give you a case. And that is, you're brought in via a box. You're brought in while in a box. That box is shielding you and protecting you from the Tumar. Okay? And now what happens is is that someone opens up the lid of the box. Ah. Now when someone opens up the lid of the box, so now that's bia because you entered into the house. Now you entered into the house. You're already there. But this is now your entrance into the house, and the Nagia and the contact with the toma. Now it's occurring simultaneously. That is going to be example number one. Now within example number one, so uh, it's a little bit strange because again, if you remember, the entire discussion over here is an explanation of our mishnah, meaning that in our mishnah, when we say that there is a there's an opportunity for multiple malchios, it's going to be. Under the following circumstance. Now, multiple malchus, meaning what? You have to be in violation. So over here, what happened? You were brought in a box and somebody else took off the lid. If somebody else took off the lid, you're not going to be subject to malchus, meaning you didn't do an action. So Toso says over here, you helped with the taking off of the lid. Tosfos, there are a lot of small in here on the daf. It's, it, it's on the second half, uh, for, in other words, from the midpoint and below, Tosos de Bramaslo, Kigon, Shinich uh, nas Beshida tevo megova acher u fara alava maziva, de Tuma Bia bahadi adadika asia, Tosos writes succinctly, vitzarech lomar, you must say, de humisaye alasia maziva, da ha behasu bolamalkus, I you helped in taking off the lid. Okay, so this gets on to, uh, us to the topic of misayea. You, you you had an assist. And throughout Shas, a number number of places talks about uh whether or not a Messiah gets credit in terms of a mitzvah, right? Uh I guess a while ago. I don't remember. So a while ago we discussed this in the mitzvah puruv when it comes to a man. Right? A man is a messaiah, I meaning he doesn't have an obligation to mitzvah puruv. Sorry. I meant I meant right, everything I said, but Flip genders. The woman does not have a mitzvah in paravu. That's only the man. But obviously, she's a messiah. She's. I understand calling her a can be can be can be somewhat can be can be right. Can be can be can be somewhat of an understatement. But but okay. Anyway, so there's messiah in terms of a mitzvah, right? That was in the. This, this I remember, the second parak of, of Kedushin. There was a run over there that discussed the, uh, the woman as being a Messiah. Anyway, there's that. and But most of the time when we talk about Messiah, we're talking about Lagabe and Aveira, right? Uh, we're gonna, actually, we're, we're going to have that discussion soon enough. In other words, somebody cuts off your payas. You just sit there and you don't do anything. So in other words, he's going to get Malchus. Are you going to get Malchus? Well, it depends. In other words, if you moved your head and allow him uh, easier access to cut off your payas... So now you're a messiah. So that's, that that's coming up later in the in our Gemara's. not today's stuff, but that's coming up later. So so over here Tosos is com- comfortably saying that if you help with the removal of the lid, you're a misayeia enough so that you're going to be eligible for Malkus. Okay, just it's an just an interesting discussion. Anyway, so question and answer. So far we have one question and we have one answer. I'm just giving a very quick synopsis, meaning, according to Rabba Tuma Vitamallah, compounded Toma is not going to result in another set of Makkahs. That's Rabba. Okay, but meanwhile, Rabba also said in the same breath that you walk into a house and you're going to receive two sets of Makkahs. Why? Because there's Lo Yitama and Lo Yavoh. Two psukim. But they, happen, they have to happen at the same time because if they're not happening at the same time, then all you're doing is just simply compounding tuma. And Rabbah said you don't receive malchus for compounded tuma. So when does bia and, 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 and loy and lo tama occur concurrently? That's the question. Right now, one answer: you were brought into the house in a box, and you and somebody else took off the lid. Okay. Answer number two. The about you walk into the house, and the person's a goseis. He's in the throes of death. He's not dead yet, but unfortunately, Rachmanes, he is. He is actively dying. I mean, it's not, not the nicest thing to say, but we're all dying. In other words, but in other words, a goseis is somebody who's in the throes of death. He's in hospice. Yes. So, yeah, very good. In other words, right? You and you and I would call that hospice. So the. So, uh, so, and you're walking in while he's a goses, and as a result of that, you are now. In other words, you're not tame yet, but in other words, the tuma and the Bia, Because as you walk in now, the goses is holech lamus, and then as you walk in, so again, now you're in violation of lo yavo and lo simultaneously. Again, this answer also requires a lot more review, a lot more understanding. In other words, when the when you're walking in with a ghost ace, that, that, that's an iser in the Torah, meaning exactly what's, what's the hasra going to sound like? How's that warning going to go? Don't go in because he's about to die, but he's not dead yet. In other words, the iser in the Torah is not to come into contact with a mace. A ghost is still alive, right? If you were to take a ghost in and, 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 and kill that individual, you're, you're a tsech. In other words, you're a murderer. So the, uh, so exactly what the hasra is going to sound like and why that hasra should work over here. Okay. I, I raised that question. I'm not, not going to answer the question. But anyway, okay. What do, do we have right now? Two answers to the question. Lo yavo, lo itama. Can they happen at the same time? The Gemara said yes, but in other words, in unusual cases, they can happen at the same time. Okay, Taner We're on Mem Gimbal Medalif. We're halfway down in the amud, And now, um, so is a ghost going to be Mitame? Yes or no? Now, I know I just said moments earlier, definitively, a ghost is not going to be Mitame. And meanwhile, here we have now a machlokis amongst the tanaim. Tanerah So, uh, one pause and now again, we're moving to a Kohen. You'll see the gemara seamlessly transitions between Kohen and Nazir, because quite frankly, as it relates to Tumma, there's no difference. A Kohen is not allowed to be a Matamon a Nazir is not allowed to be a Matamon and, and again, as we already pointed out, there are basic differences, meaning a Kohen can be a metamic for one of his Krovim, a Nazir cannot be a for one of his Krovim, but... In other words, the, 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 general discussion of not being metam and is true both for the Kohen and for the Nazir. So over here, the pasik that we're citing over here is regarding the Kohen. This is Parshas Emor, chaf Aleph, pasik dalad, lo, yitama, ba, ba, amav, So do not become Tameh. This is a instruction for the Kohen. Do not become Tameh, lehei Until that, when that person is a chalal. Now, halal is what what you and I would call a corpse, okay? Which means atcha meaning the is in the Torah is only when he's dead. And Rabbi Omer bimosam yitame atcha yitame So uh, Rabbi quotes a different pasuk. Rabbi says the pasuk is regarding the Nazir, meaning la viv la chiv la bimosam, and from bimosam, so yitame achiamus. So the um, So you can you can go ahead and continuously make contact with that person until actual death. Okay, so we have now two Psukim, one by the Kohen, the other by the nazir, and both seem to indicate uh, it seems to be pretty clear actually, uh, that the Iser of Tumma is only post mortem. Any point before that, even if they are in hospice, even if they are in even if they're clearly heading in the direction of death. But in other words, there is no Isser in the Torah until actual post-mortem. Okay. So, So, So over here, it's a funny brace. Uh, we have a machlokis tonight, but there's no machlokis. So Rabbi Yochanan says, yeah, you're right. No machlokis. Right? We, we get this idea a number of times throughout shas, And that is, is that each one of them is just simply interpreting a different Pasuk to arrive at the same conclusion. But in other words, there's no practical difference between these two positions. That's Rav Yochanan. Reish Lakish "Amr goes and Reish Lakish says no. The brice over here is reflective of a machlokus. There's actually a debate occurring over here. What's the debate? Goes uh, to In other words, uh, there is going to be an opinion that the you're uh, not to be matame even before death, meaning at the point of goseis you cannot be matame. Well, who holds that position? If you're learning it from lahechalo. Meaning that was the Tanakama, so the um, Afilu Goses, So that means to say that the Kohen Nazir cannot come into contact even at the point of Goseis. So Laman in Goseis well. Okay, so over here, according to Rish Lakish, the machlokis between the Tanakama and Rebbe is actually a machlokis in Din. They're not just arguing which pasuk is 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 intimating this idea. They're arguing in Halacha. According to the Tanakama, a Kohen Nazir, I say, right, in other words, the, the way to, the way to read me right now is with a backslash. Could be a Kohen, could be a Nazir, doesn't matter. They're interchangeable for this discussion. A Kohen Nazir is not allowed to come into contact with a Goseis, according to the Tanakama. Leheikh even before death, as long as that person is holy Chlamusk, in other words, a Goseis, so then there's an Iser Torah for the Kohen Nazir to come into contact according to Rabbi, no. In other words, it's only post-mortem, not prior. So the uh, So the Gemara now um, is going to go over its classic back and forth, meaning if I'm fos- focusing on the Pesach by Nazi, what do I do with the other Pesach and vice versa? So, so if you're focusing on the Halo. That's the Pasuk by Kohen. What do you do with the Pasuk by Mosem by, by Nazir? So the Gemara says we'll learn how to the Halach of Rebbe. Um, the Tanya be Mosam um, in a the it is prohibited for a nazir to be matame for a mace. However, uh, you could be Matame for saras. Um, the um, or, or 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 to mazav. Meaning the only tumma prohibition for an Azir is only Tumas Meis, but not for other Tumas. Now for the one who learns out the Halacha from the word bemosam, doesn't he need Mosam for the Halacha that we just learned together? So the Gemara says, okay, we have the extra Mem. The Torah could have said bemos, it said bemosam. two Halachas. One, the Halacha of... The Iser Tumah only begins post-mortem, not any time beforehand. And secondly, the Iser for the Nazir is only for Tamas Mace, not for Tsaras, not for Ziva. Now we're going to go in the other direction. If you're focusing on the Pasuk of bemosam, what do you do with the Pasuk of Le'ichalot? Le'ichalot hu la'chidasa b'mishenu m'chulal. Yatshazeshu ve ve'omeid. The, um, The uh, if the nazir is already in a state of tamah, so um so then he's not gonna be Chayev if you compound the tummah. Okay. Ulamandamar Lahe Khal Hami Bailey Svar the Gemara says, Okay, but if I'm darshing from lehechalo, so so where do I derive this second halacha from? Im lemakra la lehechala. khala. My sh'ma khalow, shma'minatate. And again, the Gemara does the same thing. Meaning the Torah could have said lahechal, it's lah We learn that two Allah Good. Okay. So, what do we have right now? A, uh, a question of, uh, when does the Nazir Kohen become, uh, violate the Issa in the Torah of being mitame uh, lames? according to Rav Yochanan, even though we have a Brysa, and even though the Brysa reflects two positions, Tanakama and, 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 and Rebbe, according to Rav Yochanan, they both are saying the same thing. It is postmortem and only postmortem that the nazir Kohen cannot become a tami. However, according to Reish Lakish, no. They're not just simply having a discussion of where we're learning the Halacha from, but they're actually having a machlokis in the Halacha. According to Reish Lakish, according to the Tanakhama, the Isra and the Torah is even at the point of Goses. The nazir Kohen cannot be Metami to a Goses. Even though, and, and, I, and again, by the way, it's tricky to understand this. A Goses is not dead yet. But still, the Isser Tumah begins at that point in time, according to the Tanakhama. Lehechalo includes even the saves, But according to Rebbe, no, Bim Mosam, it's only post-mortem. So now it comes out that according to Reish Lakish, we have a machlokis tanaim. When does the Isser Tumah begin for the Kohen Nazir? Metsveh, the Gemara says, okay, I, 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 this position, Reish Lakish, it's so hard to understand. Consider uh we have a Mishnah. This is a Mishnah in Oolos. This is in the first parak. So Adamina say now show feel go says. So here in other words in the Mishnah in Oolos, the fundamentals of when does Tuma begin? And the Mishnah says I'll tell you when it begins. Death. Any point before that even though the person's in the throes of death, he's a go says, does not begin. So in other words once you know that Mishnah in Oolos, how can there be any other position? So, a veafilu I'm sorry, veafilu So the Gemara says, so how do you understand this? So the Gemara says, I'll tell you. Gemara now is going to split the atom. Okay. This is going to be a little bit tricky, but look, when do you become Tame? There's only one answer to that question. You become Tame post-mortem. Period. You're not Tame anytime earlier. However, as far as Reich Lakish is concerned and his understanding of the Tanakama, when does Hehalo begin? You profaned yourself. Meaning there's an Iser in the Torah of a Kohen. And again, we can add Nazir as well, not to profane themselves. Le That begins even earlier. Even though you're not tummy until, until death actually occurs. But the, but the, but the iser in the Torah of a Kohen not being, uh, right, uh, let me, I'm gonna quote the Pusig again. So, um, that a Kohen is not allowed to put himself in a position of profaning himself. Right? No good English translation for lehechalo. Profaning, hollowing. In other words, it's almost like the opposite of kedusha. So, um, Right. In other words, a uh, good way to think about it: Kiddush Hashem, So, 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 when does that begin? That begins even earlier. Even though Tuma only begins at at, at Misa, but the Isser of Lahe begins even earlier. When at the point of Goses. Okay. So, uh, so the uh, right in uh, the Okay. I kind of takes us to the first half of today's daf. Okay. Uh, in terms of recapping, actually, it's a difficult Gemara in the first half of today's daf. But the truth of the matter is, is that uh, the um, in terms of in terms of recapping, not, not so difficult. So, uh, so uh, what, what do we say that according to Rabbah, compound detoma is not going to incur another set of malchus for the Nazir. However, walking into a house, two sets of malchus. Why? Because there are two psukim. There's one of lo yitama and the other one, the other of lo yavo. That's according. That's that's according to Rabbah. Now, within that, how do you get? Both lo Yitama and lo Yivo at the same time. So that's what the first thing that we tackled in today's daf, and there are ways to get there. They're unusual, admittedly, but there are ways to get there. One is walking into a house or being taken into a house while being in a box, and then taking off the lid of the box. Okay, that's one. Two is uh, going into a house where there's a ghostess. Okay, so the uh, and and then obviously when you're there, the is dies. So lo Yivo and lo Yitama are now are happening concurrently. Okay. That's the two ways of getting to the two Isirm concurrently. That was topic number one. Topic number two, and that is, <coughs> the, um, when exactly uh, is the Kohen and the Nazir, and or the Nazir, uh, prohibited from being metam and So according to Rav Yochanan's it's post-mortem, everyone agrees. It's just a question of which Pesach is generating that halakha, but everyone agrees it's post mortem, not any point beforehand. Meaning that even though he's a goseis and he is in, and he's holichlamus, nevertheless the iser tumma does not begin until after actual post mortem. That is Rav Yochanan's understanding. Reish Lakish, on the other hand, says no. We have a machlokis tanaim, and there is a viewpoint the Tanakama who says that the iser for the Nazar and the kohen to go in is only from the point is even, not only is even from the point of Goseis. In other words, it occurs earlier. Even though Tumat does not begin until after death, we know that in the Mishnah Oalos, no, but still, the Iser of Lehechalo begins at an earlier stage. Good. That's the, that's the first half of today's daf. Now the second half of today's daf. New topic, a halacha quoted in the name of Rav. Amrav of Chisam Rav, we on the top of the base. Mem Memgimu Amad base here in Nazir. Nikta Roshah shal Aviv, elo. Maitama Amakra, la'aviv, Really interesting halacha. By the way, I would even say most people do not know this halacha. First of all, most people are not kohanim, and and the. Um, but anyway, it is not a popular halacha. Right? I would you know your, your typical person in the street will will not have heard of this. But okay, well, we're learning we're learning the daf. where, you know we get we get a lot of exposure over here to halacha and the. Um, so, uh, and that is, is that a coin has an allowance to be metami for one of his seven relatives. Mother, father, brother, sister, spouse, right? That's one, two, three, four, five. And then, uh, Rachmanus, son, daughter. Okay. So a coin can be metami for any one of those Zion Krovin. There's a heter for a coin to do so. Interesting, by the way, the Gemarn Sota, right? Uh, that's our next Masechta, Yeah. So the Gemarn Sota right there in the beginning has a debate amongst the Tanaim. Whether or not it's a chiv for a coin to be matame for a karov, or it's just simply a heter. okay, good. Anyway, we'll, we'll get there. A coin a, a could be matame for one of his seven relatives. That's a let's call it right now. We'll, we'll call it now a heter. Okay. So um, Rav Chista quotes in the name of Rav. That's true, but it's only true if the if if the relative died with the full body. Meaning, not a single limb is missing. If there is a limb that is missing, whatever the case was—amputation or maybe the, the, the maybe the person was killed with his head chopped off—the Gemara gives exactly that action that, that, that example. Nikta roshel father was beheaded, and so now the the body is not in a in a in a total state, in one singular state. So now the the hetar is gone. The coin cannot be matami for his father. Now, as the Gemara is going to point out in just a moment, if there's nobody else to bury, so then obviously the son is going to bury, that's what's called mes mitzvah. Fine. But in other words, mm-hmm. but if there's somebody else to do so, so then the heter for the Kohen is gone. This is a halacha. And over here, why? I don't have a good... That, that why is is hard to answer. Meaning the Gemara just simply says it's a drasha. Meaning the Pasuk says, Le'aviv vlo chaser. Only when the father is in a state of completion, the body's fully intact, but not if there's a anything that is missing. And missing, by the way, doesn't mean missing gone. Missing over here could just simply mean detached. Okay. Gonna be detached from before, uh, before It that doesn't like seem earlier? doesn't seem to matter. Doesn't yes. seem to matter. Yes. I'm a labor... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so you are <you're>, uh, <laughs> not a you're not a cohen, don't worry. So are uh, the I'm a and the gemara now basically makes the point that I just made, and that is, is that I don't understand. You're traveling on a trip, and you're out, the, and you're out there in, in nowhere, in Yenem's and 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 Rahman, somebody comes along and decapitates your father, and there you are, and no one else is there to bury, and what are you going to tell me? Oh, the heter's gone. In other words, the heter for you to bury your father as a coin is only when he's complete. And over here, he's incomplete. His, his head is detached. So, And the Gemara says, Please don't bother me with that question. That's a, it, it, it's, a, it's a silly question. Meaning, at that point in time, if there's no one else to bury, so now the, 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 the remains of the father qualifies as Mase Mitzvah. And, and, and if you were a Cohen, and even if it weren't a family member, of course you bury the base Mitzvah. Right? The Gemara in the beginning of Megillah. I know it's perm today. right? Good, good time to cite it. The Gemara in the beginning of Megillah, uh, Cohen's Metami, for a Mace Mitzvah. So, uh, so over here, uh, of course, if it, if it's a father, and yes, it's true. The heter is gone, but the heter of Karov is gone, but the heter of Mace Mitzvah, of course, is still there. Okay. Is it a hive or a weapon, if he does it? Well, for a Mace Mitzvah? No, 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 no. It's a mitzvah to do so. But he's not, um, he doesn't have the mitzvah to bury father. No, I understand that, but he has a mitzvah of what's called Maes mitzvah. So So the uh so the uh so the Gemari says I don't understand. In other words, it, it, it isn't uh it, it, don't you have the son? Um, the uh, in other words, wouldn't the son be able to hire somebody else? The Gemara says no. The Gemara says no. The 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 son right now currently is not in a position to hire other people. In other words, they're braderech. They're 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 on the road, and no one else is there. And so, for the Mace mitzvah, if there's nobody else there, so then it qualifies as a mace mitzvah. Okay, maseve. Okay, so what do we have right now? We just learned the halacha from Rav, and that is, is that sans mace mitzvah, leave Mace mitzvah out of the discussion. Meaning that if you have a coin who dies, but incomplete, physically incomplete, the body is not one complete, uh, uh, in, in, in one, not, sorry, the body is not in a complete state, but rather limbs are detached. So, uh, the, uh, so, so, so we learn together. There's no longer for a head or for the relative coin to bury, even though the relative coin, as long as it's a karov, one of the relative Kohanim have a heter to bury, uh, the, 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 Karov, but here the heter is gone. Why? Because you now have lost the status of being a Shalem. Good. That's the halacha according to Rav. The Gemara now, for the remainder of today's daf, is going to challenge this halacha. Maysfeh, the Gemara quotes the following. It's a braisa. La yitama. Let me read the pasuk in its completion. Again, this is the beginning of Parshur La chosub, bizullah, karavai, lava shaloi, la yitama. And for his sister who's not married, so La Yitama, to her, he should be Matame, the unwedded sister. Now, La Hu metame, ve matame le evareha. So, so in the Braissa it says like this. In other words, if all he discovers is just simply a limb of his sister, and I know this is graphic and I know this is not, you know, this is indelicate. But, okay, but still, it's the halacha. If, let's say, he only finds a limb of his sister, so that he's not mitame for. However, if his sister's remains are pretty much there, and now he's going to be burying his sister even though she's in an incomplete state, and not only that, if there are other parts of the remains that he can discover, he should get it and bury that as well. So my who i 'll la porta, in other words, obviously what 's happening over here if he 's literally picking up the pieces, the human remains of his sister, obviously, what are we describing over here we 're describing where she died and and, and she was and she di- and she died dismembered in other words they, they were, she, she did not die in a complete state but rather in a dismembered state and and he and he 's burying her in other words already that that already points out, Rav Chista. What, what are you saying? And it, and I say, Rav Chista, By the way, really goes back to Rav. Like Rav, what are you saying? Right? You can all, the the head of the coin is only when they're in a complete state over here. Clearly, we're describing someone who's dismembered, and not only that, but you can go back and you can pick up the the uh, the the little pieces and bury that as well. So the Gemara says, "Lo, hi 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 he." So the Gemara says, "Okay." I, I, I'm with you. This Brysa is not going to be supporting Rav. But now what the Gemara is going to do for the remainder of today's DAF is just simply say, it's a Machlokis Tanaim. You're right. You quoted a Brysa. The Brysa here is not in agreement with Rav, but there are going to be other Brysas that are going to be in agreement with Rav. Okay? And so Rav is just simply picking up on the fact that it's a Machlokis Tanaim, and Rav is siding with one Tana, not the Tana that we just learned together. Uh, okay, so the uh, so over here we quoted the so The brisa says that while burying the uh, his father, and again we're describing where the father's dismembered, and and while burying the the father, so there are a couple of other pieces that need to be buried. So the Cohen, what the Cohen is allowed to do is uh, pick up those pieces and bury those pieces as well. So from that brisa, it becomes clear uh, that you can go ahead and bury even even if the body's dismembered. If there's any suffix that those, those bones belong to, is that, is, is he obligated to do this? Right. In other words, if we're not clear who those limbs belong to, right. so then presumably no. But again, we, we, this is all within the shita of Rabbi Yehuda, who Ravi doesn't agree with. But yes, you're right. But this also uh no, the, no or, the organ donation is separate separate, separate separate discussion. I'm sorry. So uh, so. Okay, so uh your mitame for uh the remains that are intact. But let's say serious decomposition were to occur. Now, uh, Kazaismanamase is talking about where all you have is just, it's not even decomposition. This is just simply a fragment of the human remains. Kazaismanamase. Or, Natsal. Natsal, uh, basically, um, it's, um, um, it's, it's, it's liquid remains. Again, I know it's graphic. Or, or Tarvad Rekev. In other words, Tarvad Rekev is such decomposition where basically you're, 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 you're looking at dust. So for those things a coin is not going to be a matami for meaning the the remains have to be pretty much intact so i might have thought that let's say that we have basically most of the remains you have the skull you have the you have the you have, you have the vertebrae uh you have let's say the majority of the height of of, of the remains or let's say you have the majority of the bones of the remains okay uh the uh 125 is the magic number the uh, right the uh, the gamar's the Gemara's counting of bones uh is not not totally the way we count bones but again uh, that's you know i'll let the, uh, the those in anatomy you know uh, synthesize uh, the the chachamim's count and our count but anyway what's our count 206 something like that anyway uh they 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 count 250 So one one. um, I'm sorry. Two right. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I knew my math was wrong. They count. They count two forty eight. And then and right. So then 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 half of two forty eight is one twenty four. So one twenty five. If you have one twenty five. So so then you do go ahead and you are mitame. Okay. So we have a rebuy. Okay. How exactly the rebuy works? Tosos works on that a little bit. Anyway, we have a reboi. Okay. The point, of course, over here. Okay, we're good. The point, of course, over here is that the is that this brisa tells us that look, if the human remains are mostly intact, you're good. In other words, the cone can be metami. If 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 decomposition has occurred to the point where no longer the remains is no longer intact, so then you can't be matami. But as long as you have most of the remains there, right, a skull, a vertebrae the majority of the height, uh, the majority of the bones. So then the coin can be metame. Again, we are wildly far away from where, where, where Rav is. Where, where's Rav? Even if there's any dismemberment whatsoever, you can't be metame. And here in the Braisa, we're learning together, and majority is good. So the Gemara says, um, th- did I finish reading the Braisa? No, I didn't. Top of Memdala Madalas. Let me finish reading the Braisa. So, yacho, lo yi tamil the schedule gagos, the robin yano, the robin yano, shalacherim, amart macho, so mi yacheda shagufa talibo, umit tamil the schedule gagos, the robin yano, the of course, shagufa talibo, so me tamil the schedule gagos, the uh, the robin yano, the And this is not just limited to the sister, it's, it's true by any one of the other Krovin. If you have a coin and any one of the seven Krovin, this halach is gonna be, in fact, the case or as long as you have the majority of the body remaining, so then you're metame. Okay, good. Now I finish reading the brysa. We could just reset. It's going to be the same point. And that is, this brysa is not holding like rav. Rav's of the position, any dismemberment of any part of the body is going to remove the heter, and the Cohen cannot bury. Again, excluding the case of mes mitzvah. So ha hi So the Gemara's answer, really, which at this point in time we would have figured out, is that yes, you quoted another brysa. Mazel Tov. That other Bryce you quoted is also going like Rabbi Yehuda. Meaning we already know there's a Tana out there who's of the position that you can bury even though you don't have the entire body. Even if you have the majority of the body. And the uh, Amrkii Ay Tana D'Tanya Maisa Shemez Aviv Shal Rabbi Beginzak Ubal Vodiyo la'achar Shaloshanim uva V'Shalos Rabbi Yoshua Ben Alisha V'Arba Zikenim She'imo And Amru la'aviv V'Zman She'Hushalim V'Lob V'Zman She'Hushalim uh, the government tells the story. The story is is that uh, the the father Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbi Yitzchak over here being a cohen, the father Rabbi, Rabbi Yitzchak died. He died three years ago. They, by the way, they buried him, meaning he wasn't out of the ground for three years. Okay, they, they buried him. It doesn't matter. The point is still going to be the same. In other words, what he wanted to do is he wanted to reinter, uh, reinter the body in another burial site. In other words, k- kivros uh, Avos. And so he wanted to dig the remains out of the ground and bury in 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 the in in the family burial plot, but obviously at this point in time, after three years, we're looking at serious decomposition, and they asked the question, "Can I do so?" And the answer that he received is no. So the Oh, in other words, the this uh, Reb Yeshua Ben Elisha and the Arab is the kingdom that together with him, we, who whose position are they following? They're following Rav's position. Historically, by the way, everyone understands. You know, I'm not. I'm not saying it in the right chronology, meaning Rav comes after these Tanayim. The point is is that there is a school of thought that clearly is of the position that the Heter for the Kohen to bury his relatives is only when the bodies are intact, when they're shalim. If they're chaser, there's no longer a Heter. So there is that school of thought. This brace that we just learned together is representative of that thought. And when Rav is paskining the halacha, He's passing like this, like this school of thought. Meaning, yes, we we t- at the end of today's daf, we went through two b'raisas that 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 that, that uh, reflected the viewpoint of Reb Yehuda. Okay, that, that's just simply a reflection of the view of Reb Yehuda. There are two school of, uh, schools of thought in this matter, and Rav Chisda Amarav is quoting the other school of thought, meaning the position that the body has to be shalem and not any kind of dismemberment whatsoever. Okay, Adkanda takes us to the end of the daf. In fact, uh, we got is this into the of not moving a body, let's say, to Eretz Israel from. No, 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 no. This is strictly talking about a kohen and a kohen's ability or inability to be metamef for his karov. This is just the, the halacha over here is just regarding kohuna. Okay, and then and, and and as far as now a summary of the second half of today's daf, it's we just did it. In other words, the halacha of Rechis a kohen's heter to be metamef is only when it's shalem and not when it's chaser and the gemara notes it's a makhluk but obviously rav holds like the stricter viewpoint not the not the Rabbi Huda viewpoint but that's the and by the way as i mentioned that's the halacha, meaning you open up a Aruch, and the Aruch is going to be paskening like rav and and uh okay again not not popular people don't know this but again most people aren't kohanim so most people aren't you know aren't sensitive to be, to begin with and and uh, whatever it's, uh, I, I i would say you know, you ask around, right? Uh, right. The 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 father who's a kohen is missing a finger. Can can his son now go to the go go and participate in the in the burial? And and, and the answer is no. In other words, the halach is no. Uh, the the kohen has to be in the state of shalom, not in the state of chasser. Wow. Yeah.